There are, in our world, certain places that seem to draw on the strange, the unusual, the monstrous. And when you were a hip young teen coming of age in one of these locations, it doesn't matter if you are an aspiring scientific genius, a burgeoning telekinetic, or a social media influencer. Your safety is not guaranteed. In these dangerous times at Chillhaven High. open on the interior of the Chillhaven High School Gymnasium. Angela and Penny, it's lunchtime, and you two are arriving just in time for your first school dance committee meeting. Perfect. As we're walking in, I think that um, Angela's just going to turn to Penny and be like, hey, have you heard from Heck today? It was pretty rough last night. Um, no, I texted him a couple times, but I haven't heard back, so. I haven't seen him today. Um. Are you and Zeke down for camping tonight? I haven't heard from Zeke, but do you want to go? Um, yeah, yeah. Come on, Lake Obelisk, like this weird spaceship just crashed. I feel like we got to check it out, right? Yeah, something's going on there. <laughs> okay, Penny, you're acting normal and everything. What is normal? <laughs> <laughs> Eyes wide open. So who's leading this meeting? You two push your way through the doors into the gymnasium. And you see a loose smattering of students already there. You see Tim and Carlos. You see Emma Riley Woods, who clocks y'all instantly and starts aggressively waving from across the gym. I think Angela had the same idea. So she shoots Tim a really mean look and darts her eyes straight to Emma and waves back to Emma. Emma matches your wave and eye contact. You see a girl in a Chillhaven High cheerleader uniform, kind of like sprawled out on the bleachers with her legs up looking at her cell phone. And you see a incredibly fit boy trying to climb up the sides of the bleachers. Oh, Jesus. I think I grab Penny's hand and say... Um, let's go sit with Emma. I don't know who the rest of these people are. And drags Penny over to where Emma is. Obviously, we know Tim and Carlos, but I'm ignoring them. As you uh, walk over to Emma and attempt to ignore Tim and Carlos, Carlos locks on to you, Angela, and starts shouting at the top of his lungs, Angela, it's me. Angela, hi. Penny, hi. What's up, guys? Uh, Penny's being dragged, like, I assume, by her shirt. Just like a fistful of Penny's shirt. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, oh, hey, hey, Carlos. Angela, welcome to dance committee. Angela says nothing. Doesn't even look at them. Are we avoiding them? I'm just... 
I'm just angry. I'm angry at Tim and I'm angry at Carlos because he's sitting with Tim. It's not really that important. I'm just ignoring them. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess, uh, yeah, no, y'all got stuff to do. It's, uh, we'll talk when, uh, when, when the meeting starts. Angela just says a thumbs up, but no smile. Carlos gives you a huge smile and two thumbs up. <laughs> Tim just glares at both of you. <laughs> Fuck Tim. And y'all walk up to Emma Riley Woods? Yeah. Hey, Emma. What's up, you guys? Welcome to Dance Committee. Thanks. Are you, like, in charge of this? I don't think anybody's in charge. I think it's sort of like a, you know, like a group, kind of a democratic sort of a thing. Oh. I guess. I don't know. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, well... Yeah, you know, I just, uh, I want to sit with you and Penny want to sit with you because hmm? we, you know, we just, uh, <laughs> it was, it, you know, we just want to get to know you and be friends just like we talked about a couple days ago. And uh, I think that we would just, you know, get along really well together. Angela, what happened to your forehead? I'm literally wearing a hat. How can you see what happened to my forehead? Sorry. I like your hat is what I meant to say. Do you like, and then she points to the word sports on her hat. Sports? You like sports? I like sport. Okay. This is a great conversation. I like a fox hunt. That's a sport. That seems mean. She shrugs. (laughs) Okay. Well, is this everybody that is here today? Is this everybody that's here today? For the club? For the committee? I think so. Um, Penny, do you see this student body president? We have a student body president? Yeah. I, like, looked it up the other day. I guess they're the ones that maybe is supposed to be leading this. So the cheerleader who has been sitting on the bleachers with her legs up, looking at her phone, now raises her hand above her and says, um, yeah, hi, I'm the student body president. I'm sorry. I just have a lot going on right now. I get that. Okay, well... I mean, I'm excited to be here and like have a dance and stuff. So can you like? Yeah, no, I'm no, I'm sorry. I just um, and she like puts her phone down and like very begrudgingly like shoves her body up into a standing position, and she says, "Um, hey, thanks everyone for coming to this first meeting of the." Dance committee, I'm so sorry that I'm just like, I'm not here right now. I don't know if you all saw the news about what happened last night. Yeah, are you, I mean, are you, you're upset about it? Am I upset about it? Yeah, I'm upset about it. Half my freaking house got smashed. <gasps> so like, I've been up for I don't know how long. My parents have been like on the phone with insurance companies all morning. So I'm just, I know it's the first day of dance committee. I'm so happy you all showed up, but I'm just like, I can't really think about it right now. There's a light bulb that just goes off above Angela's head. And then she looks at the student body president and says, well, listen, that is an awful story that you just said. But yeah. why don't you just go home? I mean, Penny and I can just, and she's like nudging Penny. Hmm? Um, we can like take it from here, right? We can, if you want to break, you have a lot of stuff on your mind. I think Penny and I, we have a lot of experience, yeah, with planning dance. I've seen people dance. She's being modest. She's being modest. We have a lot of experience. You're not a teacher. Like you can't just, I don't think you have the authority to tell me to just go home. Well, I mean, fine, then you can sit there, but we can, we can like, 
take this over for you if you want. Uh, Penny's going to lean into Angela and whisper, why do you want her to leave? She doesn't need to leave, but I just want to like, I don't know. I just feel like I need this. I feel like I need something to focus on. Okay, fine. Um, so I want to roll to manipulate. I'm going to do it non-verbally. Yeah. Okay. Because I freaking can. Yeah, you can. I want the Halloween dance the, of my dreams. You got a penny. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Penny. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Mm, you two. Not, your charm was negative. It's zero. <laughs> you got a two? Um, all right, so what I was going to, um, the voice I was going to put into her head would say, just go home. You deserve it. Give yourself a smoothie. So, Penny, you reach out into the mind of the cheerleader, and you try to, like, plant that, like, incept that thought. And you see her sort of, like, freeze up for a second and stare off into the distance and then aggressively shake her head and say, No! No! <laughs> Are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. The grubby little hands of failure and mediocrity were trying to snatch me away from this. And I once again must shake them off. Penny looks down at her hands. (laughs) 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 I am Chanel Todd. Of course you are. I am the head cheerleader. And I will not give up on you, my constituents, as class president. Angela. We will plan this dance i don't care if my my whole freaking billiard room got wrecked doesn't matter what is a billiard? billiards room i don't know what that is angela just rolls her eyes and like sits down on the bleachers at that moment the boy who was climbing up the side of the bleachers <laughs> now reaches the the top kind of at the back and you see him throw his hands up in the air and shout um Woo! i did it who timed it what <laughs> who timed it y'all said i couldn't climb these bleachers i did it who timed it no one said that like 20 minutes <laughs> that no it was like five minutes are you joining this meeting or are you just here to do whatever you're doing no yeah i'm sorry i i show up anywhere i see a vertical surface i gotta climb have you tried the side of the building i'm gonna do that next what's up nice to meet you my name's cliff <laughs> h Anger. No, you didn't. <laughs> Let me know how it goes, Cliff. Oh my god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm here for two things, and that is to climb big things that I see and also help plan a dance committee. <laughs> okay, well Wow. What a, a great crew of people we have here today to plan this dance that I care a lot about. It was the theme again? Yeah, that is a great place to start. Thank you so much for bringing that up. We need to first figure out the theme of the dance, and then we can get into the logistics. Angela's raising her hand, like, enthusiastically. Well, I mean, it is fall, so why don't we do, like, a Halloween-themed spooky dance? That makes so much sense. Yeah, I don't know. Not everyone celebrates Halloween. Okay, well, what other ideas does people have? Uh, oh, yep, Cliff, you have a suggestion. <laughs> Everyone dressed like a Is wall. it vertical heights? Is that... Vertical heights? Yes, I, that's what I was going to suggest. So I think we got two votes for vertical heights. No, Angela. That was, that was a joke. Because a lot of what, um, you know, like, you're dancing up. Yeah. As opposed to... Dance, yeah. A lot, I mean, like, most people dance 
horizontally, but like a snake. The mo- like a snake, exactly. But <laughs> I told you, I've seen people dance. <laughs> what if we all just danced up? I think you're supposed to dance up. All right, so sounds like we got it settled. No, that's we're gonna not... put. What we'll do is we'll put climbing practice walls <laughs> on every wall of the gym. No, and you pick your sweetie, and then y'all lock in your carabiners. Get that line going, and then you're dancing up, baby. First this... one to the top. That's prom king. It's not only an awful idea, but it's also it's super dangerous. No. No, we clip in. No. <laughs> Come on, Penny. Halloween themes? I don't know. We need to get spooky here. What about like, since that spaceship just crashed here, what if we do like a space theme? I'm sorry. That's a little close to home for me. Ugh, I, I mean, literally, because part of the spaceship destroyed my home. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. And Cliff says, oh, shit, me too. Your house got destroyed too? I mean, not my whole house, but yeah, I got a chunk of spaceship if you want to come check it out. I, Angela like looks at Penny. Um, I mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'd love to see where you started climbing. <laughs> Has anybody been by your house to like check out a chunk of the spaceship? Has anybody been by my house to check out a chunk of the spaceship? <laughs> okay. Has anyone been by your house to like, check out a chunk of the spaceship? You know what I mean. Yeah. Has anyone been by my house to check out a <laughs> chunk out a check of the spaceship? Fine. I'll be more specific. <laughs> it doesn't even sound like words anymore. <laughs> Has Indigo Labs been by your place to check out the spaceship <laughs> part in your backyard? <laughs> no, not yet. I mean. That spaceship was shedding parts like a freaking armadillo shedding lice in the summer. Angela whips out. I'm Chet H. Anger. No, wait. Angier. (laughs) I'm Cliff H. Angier, and I got... (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) I got colloquialisms. Are you okay? Well, uh, Penny and I are going camping tonight, uh, kind of close by your house, it seems, so we could always check it out. Sometimes I put a tent up on a ledge. Uh, what? Okay. <laughs> and you sleep in the air. It's very erotic. <laughs> I would like to. What? I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. Why is it erotic? Yeah. Why because is it erotic? No... You're not here. Yeah, but that's a good point. Why is it erotic? Because there's no ground beneath you. And he winks at you, Angela. But you're laying. What's on your something? name again? Cliff H. Anger. You didn't get the name. <laughs> Cliffhanger is his name. Yeah, I know that. I just. Hope would to like, change. <laughs> I would like to change this conversation. Um, uh, any other ideas? Yeah, any other ideas? Anyone else? Anything? Carlos says, um, in light of, uh, and he's looking at you, Angela, and he's nodding really aggressively. In light <laughs> of the fact that it is October, yes. I think Halloween dance good. Yeah. <laughs> Tim's just staring at Carlos and shaking his head. <laughs> uh, Angela just smiles at Carlos and at Tim. Tim says, um, okay, uh, is, um, I, I don't know if I can put this as articulately as Carlos did, but yeah, like a spooky Halloween dance seems really cool. Angela's like, gets really excited and looks around the room. So Halloween theme, everybody? Put it to a vote. Sure, that seems fair. All in favor of Halloween dance, say spooky. Spooky. Uh, No one says spooky, but (laughs) Tim and Carlos 
do both raise their hands. Carlos, like, very enthusiastically, and Tim a bit begrudgingly. Emma Riley Woods says, um, yeah, okay, spooky. I like spooky stuff. Yeah, you don't even have to dress up as anything. What? I said I cannot wait to see what you wear. Oh, thank you so much. I haven't even thought about it yet. Maybe you can help me pick out an outfit. I would love to. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and before Cliff can even answer, Chanel Todd, uh, who's somehow backseated with her feet up and looking at her phone again, says, uh, yeah, no, it's fine, fine, fine. We'll do a spooky one. It's whatever. I cannot even focus on this right now, y'all. I have to get out of here. That's that's literally what Penny and I were told. I think it's like emotional distress thing. I'm sure the school will understand. I just got to get home. I don't know if how many of my snooker cues have been destroyed. Your what? What? I don't snooker even... Snooker cues. I don't even know if my cheerleading trampoline is intact. Like Chanel, you should just... We got it. We got it. We'll see you at the next meeting. She's already like half out the door. And she's like, okay, great. See you then. Bye. We cut to the edge of Lake Obelisk, where Zeke and Jeff Lynn have only just arrived at the site of the downed spacecraft. Around the crash site is that fluorescent green caution tape that you all associate with Indigo Labs. And in and around that caution tape, you see hazmat-suited science goons. Some of them crawling on all fours in the dirt, seemingly sniffing the earth. Others moving in a uh, bipedal but hunched and ape-like posture, sniffing around the outside of the ship. You can see as they scurry around in search that they're reaching out their gloved hands and there seems to be like their fingers of the gloves are a bit too long with little like ring metallic openings at the end and it's almost like they're sniffing with the ends of their fingers. You can't see the their masks of their hazmat suits are opaque and you can't see any human features behind them. Just sort of general nasty science goon shapes moving around. And standing in the midst of them at the edge of the caution tape, you see a familiar figure. It's the man in the ill-fitting suit from the snake store. Dad, Indigo Labs is already swarming the place. Yeah, I see that, bud. I mean, it kind of makes sense, right? Like the huge friggin' spaceship just crashed into the woods near their lab. What is that? Everything in this friggin' town is near their lab. Their lab is huge. It's a big lab. All right, sorry, are we whispering? Yeah, I would keep your voice down. You're, you're, we're a loud family, and our voices carry, and there's nothing between us and them except the open lake, and our voices are going to go straight across it. Okay, sorry. Uh, Zeke, I haven't seen them wheeling out any greys or alien autopsy bodies. Okay, but how do we get in there to check it out ourselves? I don't know, bud. You tell me you're the sneaker. Oh, man. Okay, Zeke is going to construct facial disguises for Jeff and himself. Oh, oh Jesus. I... Uh, yeah, some, uh, like, old school, like, Robert Downey Jr. Sherlock Holmes walking through the street putting a turnip on his nose stuff. You should just sit on your dad's shoulders and wear a big trench coat. Yes! Hello, it's me, the <laughs> tallest man in the forest. <laughs> Bow down. Zeke 
takes a Bunsen burner out of Jeff's trunk, mm -hmm. of which there are many, he takes several sets of latex gloves from Jeff's trunk and melts them down in a beaker to make liquid latex. And Zeke is going to use his limited knowledge of the Hollywood makeup industry that he got from watching behind the scenes documentaries on horror movies mm -hmm. to attempt to construct a convincing facial prosthesis to make him and Jeff just look, you know, different. Like, Jeff's nose is bigger and Zeke got like a, a big old, like, a, like, you know, a more pronounced brow. Uh, and also Zeke takes out some stuffing from a hole in the back seat in the car that's been there for many, many years. Uh-huh. And uh, just twist, uh, uses that and a bit of uh, glue to twist them in, uh, twist up two fake mustaches for himself and Jeff as well. Okay. I don't know how you do this. So, uh, so fast. after a quick montage of um, that... <laughs> boiling gloves to belt them down. Val Kilmer in the Saint <laughs> the Saint level disguise scene. Yeah. Um Jeff is sort of like self-consciously pushing down on his fake mustache. Oh my gosh. And looking at a uh, kind of distorted reflection of himself in the side mirror of the car. Uh okay, buddy. Uh sorry, walk me through one more time. Why are we doing this? We are scientists. Yes, we are. From Russia. Oh. And the spaceship flew over Russian airspace, and took out a fighter jet before crossing the Pacific and crashing here in Chilhaven. So <laughs> you and I are here at the behest of the Russian government to investigate the crash to see if we can find any wreckage or pieces of the pilots to bring back to their families. <laughs> Uh, Zeke, you, you know I love you, bud, and you're a bright kid. Uh-huh. That's a deeply stupid plan. <laughs> oh, wait, I have a key card from Indigo Labs. What if we say we're from Indigo Labs and we're just there to help with the cleanup? That makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Russian thing was, uh, yeah, no, let's go with the Indigo Labs plan. Dad, okay. do, you have any, do you have any fresh lab coats in the car? Uh, not fresh. How unfresh are they? He, uh, opens up the back door to the car and, like, shoves a bunch of soda bottles out and some difficult-to-identify cryptid pieces and grabs, like, a what at first looks like a, just a crumpled-up ball of trash that he then grabs by the collar and shakes out aggressively into the most grease-stained, wrinkled lab coat you've ever seen in your entire life. It's been back there a while, but you know, it's it's still a lab coat. That's official. Yeah, it's gonna have to do. I can't wear my sleeveless one, it'll give me away. And Zeke takes off his traditional sleeveless lab coat. Making traditional sleeveless <laughs> lab coat. It's traditional for him. <laughs> his tradition, his traditional sleeveless lab coat. Family heirloom. Uh, <laughs> and um, making sure to take his lightning gun out of the holster. Uh, and putting it in the nasty, greasy lab coat that he then slides on. So you throw on this grease-stained, wrinkled-ass lab coat. Nasty. Um, to complement your presumably grease-stained, wrinkled-ass silicone face. 
Uh-huh. And uh, Jeff looks you up and down and says, um, Okay, Zeke, uh, one more time. Are we sure about this? Yes, Dad, 100%. Listen, we have to investigate this on our own. We can't let Indigo Labs have any secrets anymore. They cannot be trusted. Okie dokie. Let's see what happens. Okay. And uh, I think we leave the car where it is and walk the long way around the lake to uh, get to the scene of the crime. Um, crime. Crime didn't occur. The scene of the... Crash? Yeah. yeah. Crash site? Crash site. Thank you. So you two walk around the far side of the lake. And it takes quite a while. This is a big lake. Yeah. And you are sweating profusely underneath your filth-covered lab coat and extensive ad hoc facial prosthesis. <laughs> By the time y'all uh, start to approach the crash site, you are, it's about an hour later, and you're starting to feel pretty exhausted. Oh, jeez, how peats it's hot out. Yeah, we got some rain coming, I think. There is a lot of humidity in the air, bud. Yeah. But the entire time you're moving around the lake, two things never leave your field of vision. The obelisk uh, reaching up towards the sky, ever-present, looming from the center of the lake, and the massive spaceship stretching up into the sky just above the crest of the highest pines from the opposite side of the lake. And as you approach this spaceship, you see a kind of hive of activity at its base. You see the hatch of the ship still sealed and on the outside of that hatch a couple of those hazmat suited science goons furiously investigating and digging you see like some welding sparks pop up it's clear that they're concerning their effort on trying to enter the ship but they haven't yet been able to do so okay on the ground you see that ill-fitted suit individual that you recognize from raising the snakes last week mm -hmm. he seems to be kind of in control of the scene here you see him directing some of the other hazmat suited science goons who are kind of sniffing around the ground and watching the perimeter zeke as they're walking up like just before they're within earshot of anybody he whispers into his science watch uh sophia record video the whole time we're here okay don't answer verbally. <laughs> Just beep if you understand me. And they approach the man in the ill-fitting suit. Hello. <clears throat> ah. Hello. My name is Oscar. And uh, this is Brian. Hello, I'm Brian. <laughs> <laughs> we, uh... We, uh, we were assigned to clean up crew today, but, um... <clears throat> oh, man. Uh, our car broke down, and we had to walk the, the long way around the lake to get here. Sorry we're late. Uh, okay, sorry, sirs. This is... He's, like, looking you up and down <laughs> at your <laughs> grubby lab coat uh -huh. and weird faces. But this whole area is closed off for a private investigation. Uh, you're gonna have to find somewhere else to... I want to say, hike. No, you misunderstand. Brian and I are Indigo Labs employees. We're here on dispatch to help with the cleanup. We're from the sanitation department. Okay, um, 
Yeah, you two, you know what? You wait right here. I'm gonna go ahead and phone this in. Whoa, what? Listen, we're already running late. He pulls out his walkie-talkie and like holds up a finger to you and kind of takes a couple of steps away. Oh, jeez. And starts saying something into his walkie-talkie and like looking back at you quite skeptically. And then here's what happens. You hear a hiss of decompression. And you look up in the direction of the sound and see that the hatch of the ship has just pressed open. And you see like a little puff of steam as this door extends out and then swings open. And now the man in the ill-fitting suit and all of the hazmat suited science goons, all of their attention is focused directly on that door. And for a moment, the doorway yawns open into darkness. Everyone waiting, staring into the emptiness. And then a figure emerges. At first, you just see a humanoid shape. And then you see its booted foot kick out an extendable ladder from the doorway. You see this shape of what you now realize is a cumbersome astronaut suit. Grab onto the sides of the ladder and slide all the way down gracefully, artfully, out of the ship and onto the earth. As their boots touch the ground, they reach up a hand to catch the cowboy hat that almost floats away from the top of their astronaut helmet. As soon as they catch the hat, they turn to face you all. And the astronaut visor, the sort of glass dome astronaut visor that's obscuring their face, retracts back into their suit. They let go of the cowboy hat and let it drop effortlessly onto their head. And you see the gorgeous, youthful, dark eyebrowed face of Dick Spangler, the astronaut kid. (gasps) He dusts his shoulders off, shakes himself in the suit, and loudly proclaims, Well, hooey, if y'all ain't the welcome party. (laughs) Here's what happens next. The suit from Indigo Labs, upon Dick Spangler's emergence, just drops his phone. And you see all of the science goons kind of rear up at attention and all focus on Dick Spangler. They're all, all, all of them, the, the, the suit and all the science goons seem to be utterly taken aback by Dick Spangler's emergence from this vessel. Zeke says, who's this fella? Dick Spangler looks at you and Jeff and you see him grok your frankly disturbing appearance. <laughs> Covered in melted latex. Dick Tracy, the movie villain. (laughs) (laughs) Dick Spangler sees y'all there and says, Oh shit, y'all! Aliens! (laughs) And he pulls one of his laser revolvers from his hip uh, and levels it right at you. Whoa, 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 whoa! Not aliens! Not aliens! People! People! Normal people with just weird faces. Y'all ride my ship back down here to Earth. I know what aliens do. No, we just got here. No, we've been here the whole time. We heard your ship crash last night. We are with Indigo Labs. He's looking at, Zeke's looking at Jeff nodding his head. With Indigo Labs, we were sent here to investigate. Hello. Sorry, uh, 
I'm feeling a little bit confused here. And before he has a chance to finish, the Indigo Lab suit like shakes off his uh, <laughs> shock at the situation. And he also like gives y'all a bit of side eye now. And he says, okay, I, I don't know what the hell's going on here, but uh, grab him and grab those two and we can figure it out back at the lab. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, 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 hey. Whoa, no need to grab us. Just let us stay here and do our cleanup like we were sent to do. The, uh, the science goons don't seem to hear or understand what you're saying at all, but they are now moving towards you to grab onto you. Whoa, hey, excuse me, listen, I didn't raise any complaints when that fire in the chemistry lab done fucked up my face a few months ago, okay? I didn't say a word, but if I wanted to, I could sue and take Indigo Labs for every penny that they're worth, so I suggest... You and Jeff have now been be grabbed by science careful <laughs> with how you treat me! Yeah, the, he is, uh, he might believe you, but he does not give a shit and he is not <laughs> listening. Uh, he has recovered his phone from the ground and is uh, redialing whoever he was calling before. Uh, and you and Jeff have now been both grabbed by two science goons. Hey, hey, get off, get off! Dick Spangler also is being grabbed by science goons. Uh, and he is taking it arguably less well than you two are. Uh, and he, as soon as these two science goons go to grab him, he pulls out both of his laser revolvers and just starts blasting them. You see a couple of them, he hits clean, like his first two shots out of the gate. The two that were coming to grab him, you see just like a, a, a hole emerge in the suit and then like a puff of green gas flowing out from both of them. And then the suits just sort of like collapse empty down onto the ground. Oh, they're not people. They're not people. Dad, they're not people. I grab my, um, Zeke's going to reach for his lightning gun. And okay. I'm going to blast the, uh, how, how are they holding me? Like they got me above their head, like Scooby-Doo style. They got me by the arms. I think one of them has each of your arms. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to thrust my chest forward to toss my lightning gun out of my lab coat and into my hand, because I don't think I'm strong enough to like yank my hand away from them, and then blast whatever goon is holding my right hand. So you thrust your chest forward, launching your lightning gun out of your inside pocket uh -huh. <laughs> and you're able to uh just like get enough give from the science goon to like reach a hand over and grab it and you blast the science goon from your right hand the one holding your left arm you blast it with your lightning gun and this thing jolts with the uh with the electric charge and lets go of you and kind of crumples to the ground and you see like a little bit of that same green smoke leaking out of those finger holes that they had in their gloves. Mm -hmm. But it didn't let go of you before you shocked it. So you're gonna ground that electricity and uh, you're gonna take three harm as well. <laughs> Zeke, you are knocked out cold. Cut two. Uh, it's after school, and Angela has borrowed her parents' um, large SUV um, to go camping. And I swung by and picked up my girlfriend, Saber, because she has all the camping gear we need. And then swung by and picked up Penny, who was in charge of the snacks, obviously. Um, grabbed Heck, who... I don't know what they bring to the table for this camping adventure, except for their good looks and their cute ears. And then we headed off to Flo's. 
to go check in before we go camping. I would like to say the snacks that I brought. Yes, I want you to say this too. Um, I found in my dad's pantry. It is half of a plastic container of just regular unsalted peanuts. Ooh la la. I found shelled or unshelled? Unshelled. Okay. We don't got time for that. <laughs> um, I got ham sandwich times four ham sandwiches. I also found like one of those Halloween candy size bags of jelly beans and some water. I'm That's gonna, what we got. I want to retroactively make that uh, inventory in character in the car <laughs> as y'all are rolling up to flows. So I think Angela's driving. I think Penny's in the front passenger seat. Mm-hmm. Heck's in the back. And then Saber's next to Heck, but just sort of like floating, like not belted in. Just sort of like floating and like peering over you two as Penny goes through the uh, <laughs> snacks in her backpack. And Saber says, um, uh, I really appreciate the thought, Pen, but I don't need to eat a ham sandwich. Okay, well, can I have yours? Uh, yes, you can. In Like in the future, for the duration of our friendship, any food that's for me has got your name on it. Nice. Heck says, um, oh, I don't need to eat one either, but I'm, I will. Thank you. I want you to. I want you to eat it. <laughs> I think. You see, heck, blush in the rearview mirror. Penny just like slouches into the seat. Angela turns up the music just because she knows how embarrassed Penny is. Oh, what are you playing? Uh, there's actually this new song that just came out. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> by a singer named Percy Devino and Angela likes her she watches a TV show with her on it and they're bumping this new single by her okay so you all pull up at Flo's and Flo is out in her garden her signature calculated chaos garden and she's out there uh, just kind of rooting around and you see she's got a big stick in her hand and she's just sort of like bashing with a stick amongst the plants and she seems a little frustrated she doesn't even like turn and acknowledge y'all when you pull up she's still just bashing with a stick uh, angela pulls down the window and says hey Flo." uh hello everyone what are you doing just it's freaking critters in here i just they're tearing up my freaking garden what kind of critters sorry hello how no. are you what are we doing what's going on we're going camping i'm going camping if you want our tent, Saber, how many people does our tent hold? Technically two. We have a tent that fits two, but you can totally come along. Do I want to squeeze into a little tent with four teenagers? <laughs> no, thank you. But listen, while y'all are here, you can help me out with something. Okay. Just come on, get out of the car. We'll walk and talk. Okay. Angela jumps out of the car. West Wing style. Uh-huh. <laughs> she holds hands with Saber as they walk over. Penny just um, looks at Heck because she hasn't actually said hello at any point during the journey ever. So she just goes, hey, Heck. Hi, Penny. How are you feeling today? Um, I feel, I guess, hopeful uh, because we're like kind of figuring things out, but also very weird and confused because we're figuring things out. I can relate. I'm very confused about a lot of things, too. I just wanted to make sure you were somewhat okay. Glad you're here. Yeah, me too. I'm excited to go camping. I've never been camping before. I've never been camping either, but I brought sandwiches. I heard, and I can't wait. I can't wait for you to eat it. Flo says, all right, come on, quit flirting. Let's go. We're not flirting. Uh, And Flo just sort of like 
starts to trundle off into the woods, like deeper into the pines. Yeah, we go where flow goes. We follow mm. flow. You go with the flow. Yeah, go with flow. for now. Go with flow. go with flow. Go yeah. with the flow. Yeah, so flow just starts leading y'all into the pines. Okay, so what? Like, fill me in. What's going on? Where are we going camping? Or y'all are going camping? Like, what are we doing? What do you? What, I guess. What are you here for? Penny's kind of doing like a something between a jog and a skip, keeping up behind uh, flow. Um, and Penny says, "Did you see the spaceship that crashed here?" Did I see the spaceship that crashed here? Yeah, on the news. No, I don't watch the news. Well, a spaceship crashed here. I'd get my news from dead people. (laughs) And the spaceship, as far as I can tell, did not crush anyone because no one has come to tell me about it. Well, yeah, a spaceship crashed here. So we're thinking of going camping in the area just to kind of see what happened, what's there. Like a UFO? Like aliens? I guess. It was like traditional looking spaceship. What is a traditional looking spaceship? I don't know. Silver points. Okay. Yeah, I can picture that. Yeah. <laughs> the thing about UFOs is they don't have any points. Hmm. So that rules that out. Noted. They're always shaped like flying saucers, tic tacs, or cigars. Interesting. <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Penny makes a mental note. So, what I know about UFOs from watching, like, you know, Unsolved Mysteries or whatever. Um, but yeah, so it crashed through a bunch of people from our school's houses, so we're going to kind of swing by and see what damage was done to see if we can find out what caused this and if it is a threat to us, because m- most things seem to be. Yeah, that's probably smart. I It crashed in the pines? Yeah, it crashed in the woods near the lake. Interesting. It might explain some of the weird shit that's been going on around my house. Like what? Listen, we're almost here, and you see, you pass through kind of a dense piece of forest, and you all emerge into a very ancient looking broken down and overgrown graveyard Flo, why'd you bring us here just go with me for a second here hold on i gotta i gotta remember where i put them and she starts like kind of rooting around in the graveyard all the headstones are like kind of broken and crumbling the ones that like are at least intact enough to maybe read a name off of them are so weathered that y'all can't really read anything on them. This graveyard looks super old and it's in the middle of nowhere. Like Flo didn't take y'all down a road to get here. She took you just through the woods to get here. Mm-hmm. And Flo kind of roots around for a little bit. And then you see her go behind like one of the bigger kind of like mausoleums. And she comes back with two shovels and she tosses one of them to heck who catches it with the reflexes of a robotic football player. All right, big guy, come on. You're going to help me dig. Actually, what am I doing? Angela, here. You can help heck dig. (laughs) I want to say Angela catches the shovel well, not as like... (laughs) Roll to act under pressure. No, really? For catching that? That's so stupid. You had to make a bold declarative statement about how good you caught the shovel. (laughs) Angela's got something to prove to flow. Oh, this is not going well. Well, it's a three. Mm-hmm. Mark experience. <laughs> Angela, the you go with a lot of confidence to catch the shovel and miss it completely. <laughs> and it just smacks you right in the face like Sideshow Bob. Oh, I think so. Angela's wearing a hat. And since she get, just gets slapped in the face, she like takes her hat off. Mm-hmm. But she's got those two big bumps. Now you got three. I know. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like that. Yeah, you... You take your hat off and rub your forehead and you feel like a goose egg kind of <laughs> emerge in the middle of your forehead, like dead center between the two bumps on your head. Uh, she looks over at Saber and goes, how bad does it look? 
which one? Well, I don't know what these two are right here, but just ignore those. I think they're just giant pimples. Did you get bit by like cloned mosquitoes? I don't know. Acting what? in unison? That's really mean. <laughs> I have acne. I'm sorry. Know. It's just weird. They're like so, they're like mirror images of each other. Like exactly on both sides of your head. Yeah, I don't know. I just need to go to a dermatologist, but I'm just going to put my hat back on and not worry about this right now. Okay, I'll try to remove them from my mental image of you. Thank you. Uh -huh. Remember me when I was beautiful. Yeah, I know. I'll, I'll, I'll try and keep that image in my mind <laughs> as, as you deteriorate before my eyes. <laughs> Flo says, uh, okay. She points to a grave near kind of the back of this graveyard. The headstone of this one is a bit more intact than some of the other ones. It's not totally crumbled but you're still not able to make out any name on it. It's very weathered. And Flo stops there and points down at the ground. She says, okay, uh, Angela, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about the shovel. I <laughs> really thought you were looking right at me when I threw that to you. I think I have a concussion. <laughs> but uh, yeah, y'all just want to do me a favor and just start digging right here. That'd be terrific. Okay. Digging for what? Yeah, I was like, should I ask questions? <laughs> I just, just, I guess I got some stuff that I need. Okay. Cut to the inside of Zeke Lynn's mind, darkness. Ooh, have I never wanted to be here. <laughs> <laughs> darkness interrupted immediately by freezing cold water splashing on your face. Ah, ah, dad, I don't have school, I'm suspended. You sit up drenched in freezing cold water and find yourself on the examination table in your dad's laboratory. Thank God. <laughs> what? What? Huh? What? Ow. Oh, every muscle hurts. Every single muscle is sore. Uh. And you find yourself staring directly into the gorgeous hazel eyes of a strapping teen cowboy astronaut who is smiling ear to ear and holding an empty bucket. Ooh, I see you, space cowboy. Yeah, see, Jeff? I told you that would work. Oh, man. Ah, cold. Hurt. What happened? Hi, yeah. I'm Zeke. Hey, Zeke. My name's Dick Spangler. I'm the astronaut kid. out of my system. Let's take a look at these credits. Pennywise was performed by the unique and scrumptious Bess Lawson. The part of Angela Atticus Jr. was played by the talented and scrupulous Megan Swissman. The role of Zeke Lynn has been filled, as always, by the intelligent and ethereal James Kinlaw. James also co-produces the show, as well as composes all of the music. And finally, any other person in Chilhaven is performed by the singular and sensual Philip Swissman, who is also our game master. Our introduction was performed by the stately Ethan Waldron. Additional sound effects provided by zapsplat.com. The Monster of the Week tabletop game was created by Michael Sands. 
Hunger, 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 hunger